When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. And happy birthday, Carrie. Oh, thank you. These 45 years. This is Carrie's birthday episode. <laughs> Carrie's birthday is tomorrow, and in honor of her 45th year of life, we're playing This Is Your Life! I don't remember what the music was like for that. That was before my time, but I knew of it. And then we're doing one of my other favorite things, which is going down, down, down the K-hole. TikTok K-hole, that is. And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. But up next, take it away, small child. The tits and the sits. I wrote this a couple days ago, and I don't know what I meant, but I wrote tits, I love myself. The funniest part is it says tits, I love myself, and then shits, I hate who I have become. It must have been in a really dumb space when I wrote this. I don't even remember what I was talking about. I guess because I have good confidence on my birthday episode, I just want to say I love myself. Great. I also love dead people jewelry. We've talked about this. I love dead people jewelry of people who I didn't know who died, like this ring. I bought it from an antique store. I hope they'll haunt me. That's what I hope for. And then I remember why I hate who I've become. I remember. <laughs> At least you remember that part. It's all coming back. It's coming back to me now. I have decided that maybe my child needs to go to a different school for her third year of preschool. Normally only do two, but with my kid's age, she's got to do three. She's kind of like winging it at this point. And I feel like she needs some structure. She needs to not just wing it. We had already enrolled her in the preschool that she's already in because we love that preschool. There's nothing wrong with that preschool. I just feel like my kid needs to be off her game in order to be humbled a little bit. So we had already enrolled. So I missed all of the other deadlines for enrollment for any other school. And now I'm like, get me on that wait list. And so I am doing exactly what I said I wouldn't do, which is trying to do the New York City mom, get your kid into a fancy school situation. I hate it. Doesn't sound fun. I had my daughter make supplemental videos to send to the school about why she should go there. Preschool. She named all the dinosaurs. She talked about all the body parts and all the body systems. She did a rousing rendition of an Encanto piece that I edited to just the highlights. And then I had to write an essay where they asked a question, but then in the answering of the question, I worked in why Lee and I are to-do parents that should be a part of your school. All the icky things. They asked where Lee went to college. I was like, well, he started out Oberlin and get his chemistry degree from Case Western. And then I was like, I got my Bachelor of Fine Arts, graduated a year early so I could be on the TV show All My Children. I was just doing all of the things. You have to do that. I hate that I was like, what does she wear for her supplemental video? I mean, I just hate who I've become. I get it. I have to start with my shits. Last episode, I was talking about that chick Inez from Perfect Match and how gorgeous and elegant she was. And that night, I was on my phone in bed and somebody that follows me on Instagram and I follow her, but we've never met in real life. And I think she listens to our podcast. She tagged me in a picture of Inez and was like, you look like Inez 
from Perfect Match. And I sat in bed and I was like, oh my God, she's kind of right. So our tits are the same. I love myself. I went on and on about how gorgeous this girl is. And I do kind of have the same vibes as her. And then Eve, our editor, texted us and was like, Ashley, I can't believe how long you went on about how gorgeous the Sainez girl is when you look like her. And I was just like, I have to address this because <laughs> I am so embarrassed by my own behavior. Who am I, Carrie? She's definitely more Latino looking than you. She's French Moroccan. So I think that's Middle Eastern-y. She's got more of a hooded eye. Totally. But there's a vibe. Also the best compliment because obviously I think she's gorgeous. My tits are, we went to LA and I just had had such a great time. We were there for five days. It was me, Matt, Sebastian, and my mom came. This was the first time we took my mom on vacation, which felt like such grown-up shit. It really is. I have friends that are getting married in October. I saw them in LA and I was like, look, you're not going to feel any different. Where you feel different is once you have a kid. Taking your parents on vacation is some grown-up shit. When I lived in LA, I had such resentment towards the place because I was in such a dark place. Everybody that I know that goes to LA from New York gets in a dark place when they're there or goes because they're in a dark place. For being sunshiny, it's one of the darker places I've ever lived. The amount of homeless people and the homeless people are out of control there. The streets are paved with broken dreams. And that's my point. There are so many people. It truly is a city of broken dreams. Broken, broken, broken. And at the same token, you can be in a Starbucks with the biggest A-list celebrity you've ever been in the same room with and also somebody whose entire career and dreams have just been flushed down the shitter. It's insane. I had a really great time. We saw all of our very good friends. We went to Schwartz and Sandy's the night that the Vanderpump shit broke. And it was just because I woke up at four in the morning one night, two weeks ahead of time and was like, I'm going to make a reservation at Schwartz and Sandy's. And you manifested it. My friend Caitlin, who came with us, we joke that she's our third. She says she's going to grow old with Matt and I. And she is as obsessed with Bravo shit as we are. She was like, you manifested it. You made this happen. This is all because of you. And you know what? I don't even feel guilty. I didn't even know who any of the players were, but when I looked at pictures of him, I was like, what a D-bag. Oh, he is such a tool bag. He looks like he puts eyeliner in his beard. He probably does. He famously shaves his forehead for exfoliation purposes. I didn't know any of the players. I was like, Ashley, I know this is a big deal, but I don't understand it. Matt and I, when we lived in LA, we're watching a marathon. And I remember we were watching a marathon of EPR and Matt said, you are acting like such a Stasi right now. And I swear to God, we had a huge fight. I know that means nothing to you. I've listened to the Celebrity Memoir Book Club about Stasi, so I sort of know. This was season one, two, three Stasi. Now it's a compliment to be a Stasi. Back then, it wasn't. And we had a legitimate fight about it. I am just eating up this Vanderpump drama with a fucking spoon. I was enjoying being at Schwartz and Sandy's. Tom Schwartz was there. I still stand by he is hot. Sorry, I'm into plain vanilla guys. I don't know what to tell you, Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley looks like a man who has been disgraced and he comes back with his tail between his legs, like a college professor that slept with his students, lost his license, but then got a job back. 
Yeah, he does. That's exactly what he looks like. But every phase of Penn Badgley is good to me. I love you, but I don't get it. But listen, Penn Badgley is hot in the same way Paul Rudd is hot, except Paul Rudd's also funny. Plain, vanilla, white guy, hot. I don't even want to fuck Paul Rudd. I just want him to be my husband. Oh, I do. I want him to make me laugh so hard that then I fall onto his penis. And that's the thing. Paul Rudd's sense of humor is incredibly attractive. But like Justin Thoreau, I would tear his clothes off and dirty do him. And I get that. And then only 2 a.m. call him and be like, you up? But I like want to go to museums with Paul Rudd and I want us to laugh in bed until we fall asleep. You want to have a Judd Apatow relationship with Paul Rudd. Right. But Justin Thoreau, I just want to be like, you up. Honestly, that dick's going to give you a yeast infection. I saw some video where somebody was saying when they pack, they're so scared of getting bed bugs from their trips that they use those bags, the zippy compression bags, and they leave their suitcase in the garage and just take the bags in and out. That's how I feel about Justin Thoreau's clothes if you were to sleep with him. I might just wrap everything but his dick in one of those bags. I think he you'd have to. And maybe the dick too. It's a built-in condom. This went so far. Happy birthday to me. Carrie is turning the big four five. Four to five, still alive. And for this birthday episode, she wanted to play a game of This Is Your Life. Because I wanted people to talk about me. She wanted everyone to talk about how much she's loved. Although she did ask three people to participate and only two did. (laughs) (laughs) This is my life. I technically asked four and only two. And the two that responded were related to me. So they have to. Well, they don't. Thank God they did. So in my hands, I have responses to questions Carrie sent her brother Mike and her sister Gina. And Carrie's going to guess who said what. Carrie? Yes. This is your life. Do, 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 do. All right. We asked both Mike and Gina. <laughs> two people. <laughs> and one other person who didn't respond. What is Carrie's best quality. I'm going to read these answers. You have to wait until I read them both. Otherwise, you'll guess one and then the other one will be a dead giveaway. Answer A. Have you smelled her? It's the most wonderful vanilla clean yoga smell I have ever smelled. But other than her odor, she is giving. When Carrie gives, she gives with her whole soul. She doesn't just help you. She spends weeks researching and executing in order to really help at 100%. Answer B. Carrie was a fan. I don't know why they said was like you're dead. Maybe they want me dead. Carrie was a fantastic fantastic cool big sister. She turned me on to mopey indie rock, Ravi Shankar, the films of P.T. Anderson, and basically had a huge part in molding me into the kind of Lilith Fair loving person who would follow her to the big city to go to art school and let my freak flag fly. I wonder if I'd have still tried to be a jock or something if she wasn't around to influence me. I don't think I would have been very happy in that situation. Also, one time she did this uncanny Jeremy Irons impression, (laughs) and we've all been chasing that high ever since. Before you guess, can you give us that impression. It only happened one time, but it was. What do you give your wife who has everything? Vile of insulin. A vial of insulin? Yeah, it was from the movie Reversal of Fortune, where he played real-life dude who gave his wife insulin to have a diabetic seizure and kill her. Oh, that's so nice. Okay, so who's your guest for A? I'm going to guess my sister, and mostly because she wrote that riding off the high of me researching, redoing her closets for under $400, and also she likes the way I smell. Also, my brother, I'm sorry to say, Mike, you would have never become a jock. You took one soccer course, and you 
picked flowers the entire time while kids ran over you. How in touch are you that you called it a soccer course? You took that soccer course that one time and you were on the field and you just picked dandelions. Question number two, what is Carrie's worst quality? Answer A, she can be very stubborn and being older than me, she's always thought she's my mom. I remember being a trashy college kid enjoying their first taste of living in squalor and Carrie would always ask me when the last time I ate my vegetables was and sometimes made dating awkward too with her sometimes hovering with what are your intentions with my child kind of way. Oh, that's got to be my brother. <laughs> but it's all part of her being fiercely protective like a chihuahua. Answer B. In true older sister fashion, our girl knows it all, which is great and also sometimes the worst. She will give you all the advice even if you didn't ask for it. I gotta say, I barely know your siblings and I could tell who answer B is. My sister. Also, my brother squalor. I found him that squalor to live in. I helped him get that apartment. And then he forever had this weird picture of me. It was a fake headshot and he cut out my nose and he made it the plate for his light so that you moved my nose up and down to turn your lights on and off. So my brother would be the first answer. Correct. And he doesn't like vegetables, so that's why he should eat them because he has the skin color of a dead ghost. He is really white. He's so pale. It's like a ghost who died again. And yes, I give my sister all the unwanted advice. Last question in This Is Your Life. What is your favorite story with Carrie? Answer A. One time when we were both in Brooklyn, Carrie had the flu or something and was feeling like (laughs) utter crap. So I came by to give her soup and help her with errands or whatever. And she's hopped up on Robitussin and we're walking down Prospect and we pass a lady with one of those little shopping carts and in it is a tote bag with a wolf on it. Carrie literally jumped two feet towards me and clutched my arm screaming, there's a fucking wolf in that lady's cart. She was so genuinely freaked out it killed me. It's a stupid little story but those are usually the best kind when it comes to family. Oh my God, that's my brother. That same day, I picked up a turd off the street, passed it to my brother and said, the children are leaving us acorns. He goes, that's a turd and also what children? (laughs) I was so sick. I had like 108 fever. Why were you out? I had to go to an audition because it was back (laughs) in the day. That show was baby. The show has to go on. I had a call back for the Wendy's commercial, but I had 108 fever. I booked the commercial, by the way. Of course you did. I called my brother and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I got class. I was like, I'll pay you $100 to skip class and take me around to my auditions. (laughs) So he did. He's like, I'll take that $100. I was so unhinged from fever. At my audition, they were like, this is one incredible audition. It was a roller coaster, baby. I took one of those bite and reacts and I bit it and I cried. And they were like, why are you crying? I was like, this burger is so good. They're like, explain the burger and the audition. And I was like, it's got crispy lettuce. It's so crispy. It's so refreshing. They were like, holy shit, we got to give this girl the job. She might kill herself if she doesn't get this job and doesn't get to eat another one of these cheeseburgers. Fuck. Okay, answer B, which you're already going to know who it is. You know what? I'm just going to say. Carrie's sister, Gina, said, for my 30th birthday, I was mega pregnant with my third baby. I couldn't do a huge party because no booze and my hips and my back hurt. So Carrie came, took me out for coffee and shopping at TJ Maxx. Then we stayed at a bougie hotel in Baltimore. I've never heard those two words in one sentence. I could never afford. We ordered room service and wore matching shirts she bought that said, if you think I'm a bitch, you should meet my sister. We did our nails, ate cake in bed, watched murder documentaries, and fell asleep before midnight. It was my favorite birthday ever. Happy birthday, Keeks. I love you so much. It honestly hurts. 
TikTok K-hole. We're going down a hole. It's a K-hole. It's a TikTok K-hole. If you can't tell, Carrie's under the weather again. Careful. She might hand you a turd, tell you it's from the children. All right, Carrie, what's your first TikTok K-hole pick? I'm into looking at what people are selling on TikTok that they've gotten from Goodwill because I have started a resale business-ish and I'm doing okay. I like when they're like, if you see a t-shirt like this, always pick them up. They sell for this or whatever. That's helpful for you. And so I'm learning the tricks of things that always sell that I wouldn't normally pick up. And on that, I have to say, Jasmina TV on TikTok. I don't even know how to describe this gem of a woman. She was born, I think, in Yugoslavia. She has an Anna Delvey accent. And you're like, what is happening? So she has a weird thing where she was a refugee. Now she lives in LA, as one does. She's a larger woman. And she has kind of a, I don't give a fuck attitude. And then David, her either life partner or... Oh, the weird couple that you say you love. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're together romantically. They are really high-end, low-end. I really thought they were from Vegas. Let's put it that way. (laughs) They go to Goodwill. She's like, oh, that 3X Sean John. This man is Q-tip size. He's tall and skinny. She's like, that 3X Sean John would be a great tunic for you. And he's like, loving it. It's giving. It's giving. And then he pairs it with like women's last season Gucci runway pants. And then he puts on an old old Kengel hat and then a harness. And he's like, ready, this look is giving. And then she's got crazy hair color, always like acid orange, acid green. She shaves off her eyebrows all the time. She does makeup that it's not realistic makeup. And she's like, I'm wearing these Marnie shoes, the ones with the toe. Yeah, I hate those. And then she's like, I'm wearing these Marnie toe shoes. And then I'm wearing this 1970s sailor costume that I found at Goodwill. It's like a child sailor costume. And she's like, and I'm pairing it with some Balenciaga. It's a real roller coaster. I don't think they look good in any way, but it is a very, the way the kids are dressing kind of thing. Yes, it's very Gen Z. And they really know their stuff. They really know fashion history. And I do love the outside of the box thinking. I just enjoy them. And I just want to be their friend. And I need to know more about them. And Jasmina TV, can you be my friend? The two of you are just a joy. You're just a joy and a treasure. And you have two tiny purse chihuahuas. Oh, I love that. That you carry around with you. I'm in it to win it with you, Jasmina TV. Well, I'm going to start off with a bang and just tell you all to follow the account called Kids Getting Hurt. (laughs) And it is literally just videos of children getting injured. That are not your child. They're not your child. They are not serious injuries. It's stupid America's Funniest Home Video type injuries. Have you seen the one where the cat jumps out of the bush and full on attacks a kid in the face? (laughs) No. That's my favorite. Anything where a kid just accidentally falls on their face is so funny to me. We're going to get so much backlash for this comment. There was one where a kid is at a water park, a little, maybe three-year-old hanging on. She has a life vest on and she's hanging on to a zip line over a pool. She doesn't know to let go of the zip line. The zip line hits the end and she does a full 360 rotation and belly flops into the pool. Kids are like drunk adults. They don't actually get hurt because they're so loose. And their center of gravity is so low. They're fine. Okay, shitty craft club. I just watched one yesterday where she went to this place. I wish they had it here. It's like a Goodwill for art supplies. Yeah, you can buy old fabric scraps. Glues. I wish we had that too. That would be great. First of all, craft 
crafting, guys, in case you didn't know, made a huge comeback during the pandemic. I don't think it was ever gone. Well, people that never crafted before, really being in your house with nothing else to do, they really took to crafting. And Shitty Craft Club, she says shitty crafts, but they're really quite good. They are. Her crafts are quite good. They're just shit you don't need. Like glittery figurine type shit. Or like a five foot tall pencil that you make yourself that you have as an object to art. Do you need that? No. But I like it. Her aesthetic is so bright and vibrant. Are you on the weird niche corner of TikTok that follows Jasper the doll? No. Jasper is a Barbie doll that someone has put Elmer's glue over the face and made it textured and then really bad grunge black eyeliner. This doll, I've seen people take makeup off Barbies and remake it, but I haven't seen Jasper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I love that too. No, Jasper is just a fucking mess of a doll. Jasper was the name of my first dog. And Jasper talks like this. <laughs> and Jasper will be like, can I have a snack? And the woman goes, no, Jasper, you can't. He goes, you fucking bitch. Jasper is just the doll with a nasty attitude that looks very reminiscent of Cynthia from Rugrats, where the hair is just a mess and it's disheveled. I suggest following. I am on the wing tutorials that I never can seem to replicate side of TikTok. I've tried the ones for over 40. I've tried ones for hooded eyes. I've tried ones for close together eyes. I just can't do a winged eye, guys. I just can't. No, me neither. For the life of me, I have the winged eye stamp. I've tried all of them. I've sat and done winged eye over and over again. In no world do I even remotely believe that the stamp would work. What I hope actually works is that one that Selma Blair uses because it's made for people with disabilities. I've tried it. It doesn't. And maybe it's because my eyes are too watery. I don't know. I can't do it. A makeup artist once told me I have a cleft in one of the eyes that makes making my wings the same challenging. And I was like, oh, I thought it was always because I was just dumb, but good to know. I've talked about this before. I have really been working to find the grown-up version of the girl I used to be through my clothing choices. And I feel like I'm finally there. I just love fashion TikToks. And surprisingly, I love the women over 50. They're kind of my favorite. Me too. The really elegant ladies that dress really pretty. Like that Carla lady, Carla Rockmore. Yeah, she's a bit much for me. There's one one, her name is Larissa. Her and I talked about Ella Potter says her and her mom. So just the mom I found and I follow her and I'm obsessed with her. I love that girl Trini, Trini Goodall, the British lady. She's a makeup line too, but she's a fashionista. You would love her because she is built like you. So she loves suiting. Send me your video next time you see it. And I wanted to make a note. Capsule wardrobes seem like such a wonderful idea until you're wearing the same fucking thing every single day. And you're like, I'm bored. I don't think they ever see like a good idea. I do. I like the idea of simplicity and always knowing what to wear, but I need a little fun in my wardrobe too. I need some fun statement pieces. Otherwise, I get bored with shit. Says the girl with 700 white long sleeve button downs. But you know why a white sleeve button down is fantastic? Because there's 6 million ways you can style a white button down. And that's why I have so many is because they're all different kinds. And I need more. Guys, I interrupt this TikTok K-hole to share with you because it is my birthday episode. A very upsetting dream I had the other night. I had a dream that Ashley and I were invited to a cotillion red carpet bash hosted by Alec Baldwin. As we gave up our coats to coat check, they gave us a ticket and said, hold on, there'll be a raffle. And then they called my number and I went on stage with Alec Baldwin and out came Danny DeVito dressed as the penguin. (laughs) They proceeded to do something very upsetting to me. The thing is, I looked at Danny DeVito in the face in my dream and said, I know your daughter, which I do. And then I looked at Alec Baldwin in the face and I said, I expected this from you. And I am still reeling from this dream. My next favorite TikTok is the Calico Critters drama TikTok. Oh, it's like Barbie soap opera. They have
have these calico critters and they just have terrible mean girl things. They're like, ew, you have a zempic face. And she's like, shut up. Lisa, I have a face. And the calico critters face is off. And he's like, I heard you fuck Johnny in the back of the car. I love the soap operas that they put on with these calico critters. It's so relatable. Nothing's more relatable than figurines talking to each other. It's so memorable that I can't even remember the account. My last one is anything Vanderpump drama related. I'm one of those people that was just so captivated. I couldn't think about anything else. And there's just new developments all the time and I need to know what's happening. Christina Ha on TikTok shares the journey of her parents who have moved in with her in their elder years. And her dad is Asian and has worked every day of his life until recently. This man has devoted his life to making cat beds in his retirement. I think he's Korean. I hope that's right. He still sits on the floor to do everything even though he's 85. And he uses old fabric that he finds and he cuts out these adorable cat beds for cat shelters. And he makes them every day because he likes having a purpose. Oh, that's so cute. And he seems just adorable. Honorable mention for me is that my dad is recently on social media. He's taken over control of our store stuff. Now he sends me videos on Instagram and TikTok. The content that my dad chooses to send me is one of two things and I love him so much for this. What a peek inside your dad's psyche. I know. One that I've never had. Because my mom and I send each other TikToks all the time and they run the gamut. Yeah, I don't know what my dad would send me. That's a real wild card. So these are the two things my dad sends me. All things about Pedro Pascal. I mean, God bless. He loves Pedro Pascal as much as we do. Love that about your dad. Way to go, Mark. (laughs) And cute little puppies. Sometimes it's just little puppies doing cutie little baby cute cute things. And sometimes it's like a puppy that just drank milk from its mama and it's got (laughs) milk on his face. And sometimes it's a puppy with a baby bunny rabbit. But it's all just cute little baby animal stuff. Pure, pure content. And somehow he knows exactly what I like. Pedro Pascal and cute ass puppies doing cute ass puppy things. Thanks, Mark. Hashtag swag bag. These shoes by Open Edit, which I think are so cute. They look like Bottega Veneta. They're Velcro, so they adjust to your foot size. That's a good idea. And they were $50 at Nordstrom, not on sale, regular price. And I have to tell you, I wore these for hours. And I used to be a girl who could run in six-inch heels. I am not that girl anymore. These very reasonable two-and-a-half, three-inch heels are so comfortable and so cushioned. They come in black and nude. I'm going to get both colors because they're just incredible. I can't recommend these enough. They are so comfortable. It's so affordable and they look so chic. It doesn't look like it's Velcroed. It is leather covered, which I hate, or fake vegan leather covered because then it gets a little ruined, but it's a thicker one. So it's not like it's going to fall into the groove of a sidewalk or anything. If it's in the dirt, it's not going to go immediately in. They are so great, those shoes. Chelsea Handler's new book, Life Will Be the Death of Me, and you too. Lee got it for me for Christmas. I've read all of her books. I am a fan of hers. I am too. But this one's really interesting because after Trump was elected, she got really upset, as many of us have, and was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I'm going to devote the rest of my life right now to trying to get people to get this buffoon out of office. She decided to go to therapy and realizes, and she even says this in the book, she's like, not to be gross, but I realized the reason why I like anonymous hookups is because my brother was like my first boyfriend and he left on vacation and told me he'd come back and I was mad he was going without me anyway.
anyway, and then he died. He fell off a cliff. She uncovers some deep things that she doesn't really think she has a whole lot of empathy and that the Trump presidency made her want to have empathy. That blind from Beyond the Blinds in the Jennifer Aniston episode where they say that the reason Jennifer Aniston and Chelsea Handler aren't friends anymore is because Chelsea Handler was flirting with Justin Theroux. Yeah. That would validate having no empathy. I like that she will call herself out on shit and be like, I'm a shit human. I'm not saying like, oh, she's my Drew Barrymore. She isn't. I just love that she continues to try to do work on herself and is pretty transparent about her flaws. She's a badass lady. I mean, there's a lot to like about Chelsea Handler. Are there people who don't? I'm sure. Probably men who don't like loud women. Yeah. Men, more conservative leaning people, people who judge people who don't want to have kids. I like any book that deals with people who have dealt with trauma in kind of a positive way. Maybe it hasn't always been positive, but have used the things that happened to them to have a unique perspective on things. Let's put it that way. She has a real unique perspective about her situation where other people might just be like, my situation sucked. And she's like, not really, because it made me not settle until I was a rich Hollywood bitch. I suggest the book. It's an easy read. It's not long. That's fun. It's called Life Will Be the Death of Me and you too. All right. Well, Carrie, happy birthday. We love you. Thank you. I'm saying we from everybody. I'm just sending you all the momtrage listener love. And also mine. I'm 45 and I think I only look 43. I think you look good. Thank you. All right, guys. It's been real. Check you later. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or mamadramaband.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.